in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. This time of year, I'm often amused by a typical headline appearing in various local and regional newspapers. 50 things to do this summer is the way it usually reads. Whenever I read one of these headlines, I think of it as an all-purpose, one-size-fits-all sort of honey-do list, and I wonder who the intended audience is supposed to be. My own list of 50 things to do this summer includes a spectrum of projects, from major to minor, or monumental to minute, depending upon whether I'm thinking about them optimistically or realistically. Much like the local and regional settings in the newspaper's list of 50 things, my own list of 50 is composed with a constellation of locales in mind as well. We have our actual living quarters, where my girlfriend and I eat and sleep and engage in various pursuits related to our livelihoods. And here is where the notion of 50 things begins to reveal itself as a many-layered organizational grouping. In other words, 50 is really the number of major headings, like a major topic area, which may include a great number of subtopics, not dissimilar to the relation between macrocosm and microcosm. For instance, although one of the 50 things may be, say, straighten out the study, an untold and virtually inestimable numbers of tasks will eventually be involved in straightening out the study. Another venue might be immediately adjacent to our living quarters, our garden, for instance. Here, too, we have an item on our list of 50 that is simple to jot down as a major topic area on our list, but in actuality, the tasks of weeding, tilling, planting, watering, weeding, watering, and waiting are limitless. Then a significant number of the 50 things to do on our list concerns commuting to this or that job site, sometimes locally, sometimes statewide, sometimes out of state. In short, we're among those proverbial folks from around here who don't have enough hours in the day and who are most grateful for living in a realm that calls itself vacation land. We long ago took that to mean that we don't really need to take a vacation per se since we are in a place nicknamed vacation. Hence, we are perennially on a working vacation. Head of operations in our little kingdom is Picat's Payasita Picante, which translates as spicy little clown. We call her Pika for short. She's a beautiful little tortoise tiger Maine coon cat, silver and white with a splash of dark orange here and there. Pika was the runt of among a set of triple triplets that included her gigantic sisters. Hence, my girlfriend and I first saw Pika in the groomer's window bay. She was being attended to by her two sisters, who doted on her constantly. Pika ran the show even then, when she was about 10 weeks old. Today is Pika's birthday. She is now 14 years young, and the celebration of her birthday is definitely on our 50 things to do this summer list. When I mentioned Pika's age to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago, he commented, oh, pushing it. And I replied, yeah, they're not around long enough. To which he responded, long enough to get into your heart. Appropriately, Pika's birthday occurs on a memorable date. Forty-five years ago, during a live international telecast, the Beatles debuted their new song, All You Need Is Love. Every day, our little Maine coon cat shows us just that. And those 50 things to do... We'll get to them by and by. From Orono, Maine, have a great day. Like you, I've been hurt.